You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one. Arm drag. Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe that covers WWE. That's such a specific title, and we are hosted by two specific people. My name is Ryan Knightsey, the head writer of Monday Night Raw, and with me, with me, with me, as always, is the head writer of Friday Night SmackDown, the spicy nugget himself, Mikey Man Freddy. Mikey, how you doing, friend? I'm doing great. I'm feeling spicy today good good uh this is i, I do want to say mikey and i do this is the opening topic i want to have discussion about is uh this is the friday after winter is coming aew dynamite and i feel like we should just be winter. clear to open up and start talking about that because holy shit my dude oh, oh you want to talk about that <laughs> why not dude i i've seen so there's a bunch of conversation online and everything and it doesn't matter like where you feel I personally, and also feeling on the internet, feel like there has not been bigger levels of excitement for the wrestling world in this mm-hmm. amount of time. I mean, the last thing I can think about was the return of Edge at the Royal Rumble, but like that didn't compound with like, oh, WWE is working with like New Japan or something. You know, that was like, mm-hmm. it was like two big hitters last Wednesday, Mikey. Give me what, Mikey. <laughs> I I need them thoughts. Ryan, my thoughts are, what is happening in 2020? Wrestling is gonna be wild. We have a possible. We have uh, I'm going to I'm going to say working relationship with AEW and Impact. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, I cannot like last night. I started going through the Twitter and I saw after uh after Dynamite went off the air. And I saw all the all the all the people from Impact, all the people from from AEW calling each other out. I saw uh, FTR call out the North. Like I saw so many matches that I want to see, like Young Bucks, Motor City Machine Guns. Like there's so many good matches that could come from this. John Moxley, Sammy Callahan, people are saying like. There's so many cool things that could happen from this working relationship. And you know what they say? A rise, you know what they say about a rising tide and how it lifts all the ships? Yeah. That's what's happening right now. Rising wrestling tides is gonna, cause... Wrestling is going to be so good! Rising tides cause tsunamis. Is that what it is? Hold on. Am I getting the phrase right? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it, it was great. I, you know, that dream match of Young Bucks, Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns. I'm going to throw in, make it a triple threat. Let's throw in Top Flight. Um, Ooh. we'll just have to- top flight Motor City. I think that would be great. Um, yeah. th- there's so many. I and I, I remember. I believe it was actually Kenny Omega. I think it was he was doing an interview with Meltzer, or if it was some sort of thing. I think it was the Meltzer interview where he was saying that he f- likes working with other companies because he thinks that sort of like that sort of like fantasy booking of like oh the the potential dream matches and that the and now opening. Not to use a uh, uh, overused phrase nowadays, opening the door there to opening the forbidden door. Yes, to make, make I, I coined it as since it's not New Japan for the forbidden door, this is the forbidden window to impact. Like we're going to crack it open a little bit. It's the forbidden window because they they still like notice each other and still saw each other, mm-hmm. but they never went past that window. But it was still a clear window where they could see each other and interact with each other. Oh yeah, but they couldn't like physically get there uh, now that window's open i get it it's a better metaphor than door actually yes but uh i there's a lot of lot of potential here is that there's a lot of cool potential there and yeah so that moment that free fantasy booking dream match mentality becomes a possible reality it immediately 
triggers excitement across the internet, across the world of, of viewers. I mean, I understand there, there's a lot of the conversation about like the sting part, which is like, why are they bringing in a 61 year old to wrestle? And I'll be honest, folks, I doubt he's going to wrestle. Does anyone know if he's even cleared or anything to wrestle at this point? Can he? Like, ha- he look, hasn't. It's looking like it's looking like he's going to be like a mentor figure to Darby or something. I think that's way last, better from what we saw on Dynamite. I think that, and then also maybe a coach or producer backstage. True. Uh, I think could also be great, but no matter what, I, don't, I like people are like, "Oh, he's wrestling." It's just like Goldberg and WWE or whatever. It's like, nah. I I push back on the. Sting is going to wrestle mentality because not only the fact that like the last time he wrestled, he got horribly injured, neck injury apparently, and he's not allowed to wrestle anymore. But who knows if that changed because Edge Dean O'Brien. But then also, yeah, you know, we saw what happened to Kurt Angle, who I mean, I don't know how old he was when he joined, when he left Impact, joined WWE and Hall of Famer, but Kurt Angle's fifty-one, ten years younger than than Sting. Um. Kurt Angle left Impact, you know, still still wrestling fairly well, or really well, then went to WWE, didn't really do anything and wrestle at all for like a full year, and then he admits himself, the moment he started wrestling again, he just like lost it, and he looked like gassed, he looked like out of place, and you can, you can watch it, he admits it himself, all this stuff, and that was like a year. Sting hasn't wrestled for like years at this point maybe five years and also he's 61 like (laughs) the fact that anyone is putting any sort of mentality into oh sting is going to wrestle sting has wrestled since september 2015 like you really i doubt it folks come on but can we just appreciate that sting is back on tnt that was i i I, I don't use ver- vernacular wrestling fans enough or at all, but I popped uh, big time. And you know this. So I like, I was watching it live. You were not. And I messaged you and Zach or, or count out uh, and the rest of our count out, you know, group, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I messaged y'all saying that like, look, you have got to watch this immediately of no spoilers and i and i told you guys in the thing is like you know i'm never this excited about something unless it's like huge mm-hmm. unless it's world universe changing <laughs> the last time i'm gonna be real the last time you did this was 20 2020 world rumble when edge came back i, I yes last time i was there, i remember i remember because i was at work that night and i remember specifically getting texts from you saying Mikey, oh my god, watch the Royal Rumble. Don't spoil it for yourself. Trust me. Yeah. Please don't spoil it. Don't go on Twitter. Don't go on Instagram. It was like 30 messages being yes. like, just watch it, please. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, the things that are like, you, I, I would have popped for WCW probably back in the day, every single <laughs> week. But, uh, like, the things that feel like universe changing are huge to me. You know, mm-hmm. like, even, I mean, Goldberg returning to WWE at the time was still, like, a huge moment. Brock Lenzer returning at the time was interesting. But also, Brock Lenzer and Gold... Brock Lenzer felt like a possibility because it was, like, MMA was over, UFC was over. And so it was like, oh, what's happening? We're hearing things with WWE. Both Edge and Sting were two surprises. I'll, I'll bring also, also all the way back to the Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys, Edge, Sting. All of those were surprises that no one saw coming not yeah, even that hardy boys that hardy boys wrestlemania return was 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 like that was my moment of like that that was like one of my biggest pops of like the past maybe like three or four years yeah I, and the, even then the hardy boys like at the time if i remember correctly there was like rumblings because they were out of impact but it was like the night before they had that match against the young bucks the you know, ladder war ring of honor so people were like i Doubt it, but maybe. I mean, who knows? I forgot. I forgot they did that. They had like a big ladder match, and then immediately went into a, a another ladder match. Yeah, two ladder matches in the same weekend, of course. But like, even then, like there was like maybe Edge. It was like not even a discussion point. Sting. I mean, again, he we, we, you know he's not returning to wrestle on like Edge or Matt Hardy, but like Sting is just like just the presence, the snowfall, the. All these sort of things. Oh, this this the snow was such a cool touch. 
Yeah, it was. I I hope that the snow is something that sticks with his entrances because I think that w- that just made it even cooler. Um, but it was. Also, I, I saw a comment that was like, "Can we just really talk about uh, Sting's consistent track record of having absolute bangers as entrance themes?" It was also a great song, <laughs> great ass song. Uh, I'm looking up quickly like wrestler ages. Sting's 61, Edge is like 47, Goldberg is 53. Uh, who's someone in New Japan that is old? <laughs> Listen, uh, if, we're, if we're still talking about Dynamite while you're looking that up, I'm going to be real with you. My pop of the night was definitely not Sting. It was definitely the Impact mention and the Impact crossover idea. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, you know how I like accidentally love a bunch of just Impact stars? Like... When I was like, oh, all these indie stars, I love them all. And you're like, why don't you watch Impact? That's where they all are. Yeah. I, which also, I will. Uh, also, I don't watch Impact because I work on Tuesdays. Uh, fun, but... fun fact that I found out, if you, then this is everyone for the audience as well. If you go to Impact Wrestling, uh, you go down to, where is it? Uh, you go to Impact Wrestling on the top tab. There's a thing that says Impact Plus. You can you know go to the drop down, click on latest impact, impact, and they have the last four episodes of impact. They are sitting there that you can Eat. watch right now. The most recent episode, so you can be four weeks behind and catch up in a day. I might I might do that while I uh, plan my my newest D and D campaign. Yeah, but uh, so definitely you know definitely worth knowing that for audience. But Mikey, I just want to go quickly go through uh, and pick out some names off to this roster list, and I want to. Throw them at you about who you think would be the great greatest. Since we're fantasy bookers here, apparently not. Apparently we are. Uh, I was like, since we're fantasy bookers here, who's who would be the greatest AEW Impact matchup that you can think of off of some names I throw at you? Ready? Okay. Chris Bay. Okay. I. Hmm. I want. I want you. I want. I want these to be quick. I mean, we had a lot of people. Oh quick. my god! But there's so many people. Honestly, I would love to see Chris Bay versus like Will Hobbs. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, Ace Austin. I don't know who that is. Fair enough. Br- Brian Myers, aka Kern Hawkins. <laughs> uh, where's where's um, Zach Ryder? Fair enough. Or, uh, Eddie Edwards. Don't know who that is. Fair enough. Uh, don't watch. The- I listen. I do not watch Impact like at all. So audience if you think if i'm sorry if i'm like being very annoying and not knowing anybody i'll do my best to accommodate for that diana perrazzo diana perrazzo current impact knockouts champion i would love to see diana perrazzo take on hikaru shida yeah have a champion versus champion match mm-hmm. i i would not be surprised if we get a diana perrazzo Britt baker match or tag team at some point yes uh uh, I think there's possibilities there. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, Nyla Rose. Uh, Kimberly. Kimberly. Chris Statlander. I know she's not in wrestling form right now, but uh, if we're talking dream matches. Uh, uh, who else? Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Ken Shamrock. Ken, put, put Ken Shamrock against Billy Gunn. Yeah, why not? Who cares? <laughs> uh, uh, m- uh, Motor City Machine Guns. We already started talking Bucks. about that one. Uh, Rhino. Rhino versus Wardlow. Uh, Rich Swan. Don't know who that is. I, I've heard the yeah. name. I don't remember who that is. Uh, WWE wrestler back in the day. Cru- cruiserweight wrestler back in the day. He's the guy that dances. That's uh, basically oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Matt Seidel. Oh, nice. Uh, you you might remember this guy from when we watched him on at, at the collective Rohit Raju, otherwise known as Hakeem Zayn. I think he faced Kylie Ray at one point at the collective. Yes, that was I remember that name. I think he did. I think it was him and Kylie at Glory Pro, right? Yes, I believe was the match. I don't really remember his style though, so I can't really put it to anybody's name. That's I'll, fair. I'll say that. Uh, Sue Young. Sue Young Abaddon. Uh, the Deaners, uh, one of which is Jake something. Hmm. Interesting. I want. I want to see. I want to see Jake something in Hoss fights. So like, hmm. I'll put him with team against Team Taz. Luchasaurus. 
Oh, that's not bad. That's not Jake bad. something versus Luchasaurus. Give me that. Uh, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the current Impact Tag Team Champions. Oh, man. Who are Honestly? very open about their Bullet Club mentality. Fun fact I that know. Kenny Omega's going there. <laughs> I would love... I would love for them to face Private Party because I kind of love Private Party. Oh, that's an interesting matchup. Uh, I think it'd be a cool dynamic. The North, interesting enough. You know, there's the Good FTR. Brothers who have that are bullet. Well, there's the Good Brothers that are Bullet Club, but then there's the North who are from Canada, like Omega. So, who who's he going to side with? I guess. Give me give me the North FTR any day. Yeah, uh, TJP. TJP. Hmm. MJF because they're both assholes. <laughs> Uh, moving right along, Taya Valkyrie. Taya Valkyrie. Hmm. Oh man, it's getting harder to like shoot these off. Uh, man. I love to see Taya Valkyrie big swole. That'd be good. I like that one. Uh, the tag team of Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Hmm. I believe you've seen them wrestle a couple times. Um. You can easily just do Ivelisse and Diamante. I was thinking that, or I was thinking um, uh, uh, Tay and... TJ? Yeah, TJ. Uh, and finally, Willie Mac. I don't think I know who that is. You don't know who Willie... Do you remember Lucha Underground? I watched, like, barely a season of Lucha Underground. Damn. Damn. Anyways, well, I think that, I think Willie Mac... I think Willie Mac and... Uh, uh, I think Hobbs would also be a great pick. Just give me two hosses. But Willie Mac also works well with smaller dudes. So let's just do Willie Mac and Jungle Boy. Why not? I would also love to see a Taya Valkyrie versus Brian Cage match. But I know they, they're not, not going to give me an intergender on AEW, but still. No, but they could in, in, in Impact. There they could in Impact. I don't see any... Away or Jordan Grace or Jordan Grace versus Brian Cage. Yeah, I I mean honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if that somehow somewhere exists. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that match has happened. Yeah, somewhere. Um, Impact. I think the the roster is not like. Is it the greatest? Is it the greatest opening maybe in the world? You know, I think the problem in a lot of like the inner discussion is comparing it to New Japan. Mm -hmm. But what I like from Impact is that. And I think this is the point of conversation that I really want to make is a lot of people the past several months have been dunking on AEW for their women's division. Yes. Um, I mean, part- it's fair. It's fair because they're doing very bad at booking storylines for the women's division. Yeah. Uh, and they're starting, they're starting to, you know, they're starting to put out a lot of women's division storylines. You know, we got Sheeta Abaddon, we got Britt Baker Rosa, we got I like the Sheeta Abaddon sort of thing. Right now. The, yeah, the, I, like the like the, the little bit of fear in in Sheeta. Yeah, they got like two or three storylines happening right now in the women's division that I can think of off the bat. There's also they've been uh, I I put out a tweet saying that um I it you know, as much as we we talk about how the NXT women's division's the best right now, all of like the huge name independent female wrestling stars I can think of that aren't signed are like currently appearing on AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. You know, th- again, you know, we had the Ben Carter incident where he was there on AEW Dark and then he got swooped up. So, you know, who who's to say what will happen? But, uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, they're starting to get new, in, in, uh, increase the amount of women's division. And on top of that, Working with New Japan, you only get men. Working with Impact, you can also get a butt ton of great women wrestlers mm-hmm. to help support even more to yeah, have Impact potential an, matches. Impact has an amazing women's division. They do. It, I would say it's second, maybe secondary to NXT. True. Um, it's really great. And not only that, Mikey, and I think this is the best thing yet, is that we've been hearing rumors about about a women's tag team title well, guess what Impact has been doing? A Impact Women's Tag Team Title Tournament, bringing back the knockout titles. Love uh, it. Where one of the challengers are Jordan Grace and Jazz. <laughs> wow, Jazz. So, yes, um, which is great. Uh, coming out of retirement already <laughs> to wrestle. Um, so, like, I think there's a lot of better potential. Honestly, and I will be completely honest here, 
I think the Impact AEW um, working partnership crossover event of the summer of the winter. Um, I think the the division that gets the best out of this is the women's division, followed by the followed by the tag team division, followed by the men's division. Yes, I agree with that. I think there's a lot of potential. A lot of potential. Yes, I'm very excited to to see what happens next Tuesday. Yes. Um, and see what what just, yeah, just like just what happens, what they do, how this relationship is gonna work. Um, but we do have uh other fantasy booking to get to in terms of WWE. God, you beat my transition. Gotcha. God dang, I had it loaded up. I was like, I put the ammo other, in the thing. I was like, ready. We have fantasy booking for another company we need to do, and that's for WWE. Yes. yes. We got Raw and SmackDown to cover. Yes. Uh, every single week, we book our own version of fantasy book, our own version of Raw and SmackDown. All the matches, the storylines, the rivalries, the winners, the champions, all the way down to who the 24 7 champion is. Currently a referee. Currently <laughs> um, a referee. Yes. Um, so we are uh, here to book and present those things to you. We've been doing this for a very long time. You can go to our website, countoutpod.com, to uh, look at the entire archive of what's there, a bunch of other uh, cool things as well, the championship history archive and uh, top 10 rankings of both brands. But right now, let's get to both Raw and SmackDown. Mikey, uh, we also do a poll to see on our Twitter page to see who uh, booked the best show last week, uh, and the results are in. It was a tie, 50-50. Ah, uh, tie. Split down the middle there. Man, we keep we are booking equally good or bad cards constantly. I mean, it, the current so the current score that brings it to is Raw 0, SmackDown 2, ties 2. Uh, I have not been able to to pick up a victory yet. Pick up a victory this cycle. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling it's, good. It's been close every time. Yes, yes. I mean, I, stopping you at two ties, I think, is a good good job. Yes. Um, that does you're still off. you're still getting me with those randomizer hits. Yes, this is true. Uh, but let's get into it right away. Why don't we? Uh, we're gonna start off with Monday Night Raw with Roman Reigns himself. Uh, Roman Reigns says that he has proved without an ounce of doubt who truly belongs in this business. And that is him because of his uh, ruthlessness. Uh, I know what to do when things are rough. I know where to go and what to say. I'm the leader in sports entertainment, the head of the table. Uh, Keith Lee, uh, you are just a title holder while I am a true champion. Uh, You can't do what has to be done. I'm the head of the table, Roman Reigns, the rightful WWE champion. And at TLC, I will take my place back. WWE champion Keith Lee comes out. Keith Lee says that Roman's right. You know, I'm not ruthless. I'm not cold, not heartless, not cruel. I have compassion and respect for people, Roman. And that includes you. You know, you've done a lot in this business, but that's just it, Roman. I am the current WWE champion. I've won it by being the good, kind, compassionate person. You, on the other hand, ran a mob that captured me, falsified the title reign. That's not ruthless, Roman. That's illegal, immoral. You're a bad person, Roman. You've been corrupted by your own hubris, and you don't even understand what's happening. And here's the thing, Roman. I am the WWE champion, not you. And I've prided myself on challenging those who deserve it. Why would you deserve anything, Roman? You've been, uh, you, uh, where, where, I, I'll tell you why. You were ch- the chosen hero of the WWE Universe, and uh, when you weren't that anymore, you lost it. Uh, the moment you lost your lead, you crumbled, became a monster to defend your appointed place. While I have earned my spot, I put in the work, and I am the WWE champion. Suddenly, Dijakovic attacks Keith Lee from behind, proceeds to put Lee into that backbreaker setup for the Dijakovic's Feaster Eyes finisher until McIntyre's music hits, with Drew making the save once again, like last week. McIntyre grabs the mic and says that it looks like this isn't going to stop until someone does the stopping, and on Mr. Lee's behalf, we challenge you two to a match tonight. We'll see you in the ring, boys. There Love we go. It. Show opener. 
I love it. Great, great show opener. Great promo from from Keith Lee. Great promo from Roman. Uh, just great back and forth from the both of them. Yes, setting up a tag team match of Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns and Dijakovic. You wanna, you want me, you wanna give out Haas matches, baby? Well, I got some Hosses for love you. Love Haas matches. They're always great. Got some big old meaty men ready to fight tonight. Big, the big beefy boys going at it. Uh, we're gonna move right along into our first match of the night. It is Art Truth versus Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. Uh, Tommaso okay. Ciampa, Ciampa uh, being pr- presumably upset with uh, R Truth. Now, uh, this is important. Yes. Is R Truth repping his own match? <laughs> no, R Truth is wrestling the match. Uh, the Ciampa asked for this match after what happened at the 20 man battle royal at Survivor Series. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Fair. And, fair. And pretty obviously, Tommaso Ciampa gets the win here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Easily, easily gets the win here. Our, our, listen, our truth hasn't been re- training for wrestling. He's been training for refereeing. Is a little bit off his game. Yes. Uh, Ciampa just sort of like runs runs through our truth pretty handily. After the match, our truth has helped helped up at the referees and realizes that one of the referees is the one that pinned him to become the twenty four seven champion. <laughs> is he wearing the belt? Rolled- Truth rolls up said referee and becomes the new 24-7 champion. Please tell me the referee was, like, wearing the belt underneath his shirt. Probably. <laughs> God. I, I wouldn't good, be surprised. I, I love that even even in defeat, our truth still ends up walking out with a title. He's got to. He's got to. <laughs> uh, next up, we got a backstage interview with none other than the legend herself, Mickey James. Nice. Uh, Charlie welcome, welcomes her to Raw congratulates her on her Survivor, Survivor Series match. James thanks Charlie and says that, you know, facing newcomer Chelsea Green was a cool bucket list item for her. And although she didn't win at Survivor Series, it was fun nonetheless. It was, it was fun. Yeah. James has asked about the incident between Ripley and Morgan, many of which, uh, many of which people are calling uh, the reason Raw's Survivor Series team fell apart. Yikes. Uh, James says... That she hopes both are okay, but she didn't understand what the issue was between them. Morgan was the captain of our team, and she was leading us to victory. You know, I can't speak on their relationship behind the scenes, but definitely felt like Morgan could have picked anyone to team with, uh, and they would have won- they would have been successful. But hey, that's what happens when you're on top, right? Uh, Charlie asks if she thinks Rhea is lying. Uh, James says that she doesn't know what it is, but she supports Liv Morgan. We all have our goals, and mine is winning some gold. So tonight, I get a match against another bucket lister and Candice LeRae. You know, if I beat her, if I beat her, you know, maybe I can get that shot at the Raw Women's Championship. Thanks, Charlie. And then James walks away. I like it. I like, I like LeRae. I mean, I like Mickey James going, saying LeRae's a bucket list fight Mm -hmm. and wanting to face LeRae. I think that's really cool. Oh, that's like a good push for LeRae, I think. But also giving, pro- saying the same thing about Chelsea Green, so sort of elevating both with her word. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. Um, I like Mickey being like, yeah, you know, I support Liv. She was gonna lead us to victory. I don't know what the heck happened between them, but you know, I'm on Liv's side here. Where do you, where do you fall after Liv Mor- after Mickey James? Where do you fall in the uh, Morgan Ripley <laughs> debacle? I just still don't know. I still have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, moving right along, we got a net match next up. It's One Nation, Apollo Crews and Akira Tozawa taking on a pair of jobbers. Again? Um, yeah, basically. One Nation, uh, just like last week, utterly destroys the jobbers again, breaking their legs <laughs> for another... T- uh, another this next, this no, new pair of jobbers have, have more hospital pills to... Pill, not, not pills, but I guess pills to take, bills to pay. I don't know, but I like... I like the idea that Every time they finish a match and go backstage, Vince is just like, "Stop breaking their legs." <laughs> well, let's find out. We might need to the use them again. Stop breaking their legs. <laughs> because in the segment afterwards, Cruz grabs the microphone and says that uh, one nation has dominated the blue brand, and it's about time we take over this one. Uh, and we mean dominate. One nation will become this tag team division. We will take out every single team until we are the only ones remaining. This isn't a threat. This is a promise. Oh, no, they're going to break nation- everyone's legs. One nation stands tall. 
Kuro and Tozawa uh, both uh, hit their chest twice and put up one finger, debuting Ooh. their new One Nation salute. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, I like the... <laughs> so would you say One Nation is throwing them up? <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, maybe. I do have Oni Lorcan. Okay. So, I feel like there's going to be a backstage segment next week, and One Nation is going to stop skipping the middleman of having a match, and they're just going to start taking pipes to people's kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> they, easily, they, sh- they easily could, and easily should. Um, I don't see any reason why not. <laughs> um, I don't see any reason why not to injure my whole roster. Who cares? Uh, they'll, they'll heal. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, next up, uh, we have the third match of the night, and it's Candice LeRae versus Mickey James. Um, uh, Candice LeRae, however, gets this win. Nice. I like big win for Candice LeRae over Mickey James here. Yeah, sort of just pushing that narrative of, you know, she's been sort of gun- gunning for Shayna Baszler. So getting a win over Mickey James here mm-hmm. sort of increased that. Uh, after the match, though, uh, Chelsea Green comes out Ooh. and attacks. Candice LeRae. Oh, no. Green helps James up and raises her arm. What? Then Liv Morgan comes out. And the three celebrate in the ring together, beating down LeRae. What? And you, what? Ripley makes the save. She comes out and makes the save, and the three women flee. What is this, a new faction? <laughs> A lot just happened, Mikey. Liv, Mickey, and Chelsea Green. Yes. Interesting. What have they got going on? What's their their deal? What's their story? What's their story? I want to know more about them. Next up, we got a backstage interview with Ricochet. Ricochet says that the Survivor Series uh, match with Sheamus was a a disappointment. You know, I felt like I was on a roll, uh, lack of a better word, with Sheamus. Uh, felt like I had his number again, not like not like a best word. Uh, and after then, uh, Tommaso Ciampa snatched it out from underneath me, and now I got two people gunning for me in my United States Championship. Well, I'm the champion, and so but then MVP and LLC walk up. MVP oh, interrupts no. Ricochet. Don't want to expect this to happen. MVP says that he's heard about enough from Ricochet. Sorry, from you, Rick. Doesn't matter at all about you and your United States Championship because what the real story is is who's taking it. And that will be me when I defeat Tommaso Ciampa next week. You know, I wanted you in this business, Rick. You could have had money and the title, the girls, all those things. This is your fault. LLC then attack Ricochet, beat him down. But Ali and Alexander make the save. Ali and Alexander, I like it. The fly, the, the, the fly guys. The fly, the two fly crew? The, no. They're not two anymore, though. Is it the three fly? Three fly, three, 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 the three fly crew? That's impossible to say. <laughs> oh, my God. The flag. Oh, let's just do the fly guys, I guess. The fly guys. That might have to work. But, uh, yeah, new, new, new factions. <laughs> the sequel new to groups. fall guys, fly guys. Yes. Um, Moving right along. What do I have right now? Okay. Uh, moving right along, we have a, a tag team match, women's tag team match. Mainly Rose and Dana Brooke teaming up again after last week's success. Taking on Peyton Royce again, but this time Peyton Royce is with Sonya Deville. I like, I like, I like Peyton Royce like doing the interview process of trying to find a new tag team partner. <laughs> yes. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, Rose and not Rose. Yes, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke do a lot of tag team moves. So there's sort of some last week they've improved and got team moves together while Royce tries to, but DeVille is not having it. DeVille gets mad at Royce following the match when they both lose. Rose and Brooke get the win. I like that you're building Rose and Brooke and just like putting them against these experimental tag teams where Peyton Royce is like, mm, you didn't work out. Maybe you. Yes, exactly. Yes, trying to find that iconic magic, maybe. Trying, Who knows? trying to find iconic magic with another. Yes, exactly. Um, moving right along to the next segment. It's got a video package here. It's a video from Edge. You know, So he's in his Canadian compound training. Um, he thanks Daniel Bryan for the wake-up call. You know, you're right. I'm not here for dream matches. Uh, I didn't spend 
uh, a decade on the sideline just to come back for dream matches. I came back to secure my legendary status and cement my spot as the best person in this business. That's the truth. You can talk about all about you know the truth well, you know, while only sharing your opinion, but the truth is only presented by facts. So let's look at the facts. You and I have only faced each other once in our entire careers. It was the Raw after Night of Champions in 2010 when you won the United States Champion. And let me tell you who hit a spear and pinned you for three that night. It was me. Those are the facts. That is the truth. It was me, Brian. You can can say you can beat me all over the globe, but the fact of the matter is that I've beaten you once already. So let's run it back, Daniel. You say on the relic of the past that I'm damaging the past, but let's bring the past into the future. You and me, once again, this time at LLC. At LLC? At TLC. In the match at the LLC pay-per-view that they bought. Yes. In the match that I perfected, the TLC match. And history will repeat Ooh. itself when I pin you. One, two, three. Spicy TLC match between Daniel Bryan and Edge. Yes. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. It's Edge versus Daniel Bryan. It's a right to have a beard match. <laughs> it's a hair versus hair match. <laughs> a beard versus beard TLC match. Maybe that, Whoever maybe loses has to shave. Yes. Uh, there we go. And that's that little video package from Edge. I love it. Um, moving right along into the main event, it's Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns and Dijakovic. Um, sort of announced at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finish of the match is that uh, Keith Lee's on the apron. You know, him and Dijakovic are fighting about something. Roman Reigns grabs Keith Lee off the ring apron and power bombs Lee through the announce table. Jeez. This moment allows Dijakovic a chance to roll up Drew McIntyre. However, McIntyre rolls through, headbutts Dijakovic, and then claymores his ass for the win. Ooh. Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, get the victory over Reigns and Dijakovic. I love it. I love it. Nice nice roll through by McIntyre to get that like headbutt. Like I like I like the spot into like the headbutt to uh Claymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the thing yeah, he... he's like stunned back, and Dijakovic's like, "Whoa!" And then he's like, "Oh, you're groggy, you little here." Yeah, this. like he, a kick he's to like, the "Whoa!" Face. Bounces off the ropes, and then and then McIntyre like bounces off the ropes at the same time, and just bah, play more. Mm-hmm. Great, love it, mm-hmm. beautiful. There we go. That's Monday Night Raw for you folks. Uh, I talked weeks ago about me trying to hit a home run, and I lost. I believe that poll. I f- I really feel confident in this, but it's not about my opinion; it's about your opinion. So again, go to Twitter over the weekend. Vote in that poll that's pinned to our account to the pinned tweet at the top. Say which card you thought was better. But we still got SmackDown to get to. Mikey, what are your thoughts on Raw? I sort of address. I really, I really, really liked Raw. I liked all the storylines you got going. I liked the uh, new faction with Liv, Chelsea Green, and Mickey James. I liked the main event. But uh, what I really want to know is if you roll today, uh, steal a superstar, and you don't steal Billy Kay, and your storyline of Peyton Royce trying to find a tag team (laughs) partner. Does it end with just being like, it was you all along, Billy. <laughs> no one else could be as iconic as us and just get the iconics back together. I'm going to cry. Uh, I I like the idea of... um, <laughs> I love the idea of that. And when you, the moment you said that, I just thought to myself, like the song of like... Um, what is that? Uh, oh, shit. How's it go? Oh, never mind. I forgot how the song goes. <laughs> Ah uh, damn! But if, yeah, so I I, I li- I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I made a new faction despite having Ruby Riot on my roster. Um, mm-hmm. I made a I made a faction with Morgan Green and uh, James. This is the thing we were talking about last week when I was talking about like I had maybe ideas for Riot, but I have better, better ideas. This is what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm very excited about the next couple episodes before. Uh, we got two more episodes after this before TLC. Yeah, I'm I'm also so very excited to see where you go with this. Uh, would you like to know what I hit you with the randomizer? Yes, I saw you hit the randomizer in the background, so I'm both terrified and equally nervous. Um, thank you, audience, for voting a tie. But now I will pay the punishment, pay the price of not booking well enough. Ryan, you actually won't be paying any punishment because the the randomizer has been on my side and gave me another miraculous recovery. Hey, two weeks in a row. Two miraculous recoveries in a row. 
the 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 randomizer really wants either Danny Burch or Humberto Carrillo back on the roster. They really do. They really do. You can't blame them. So I get to roll a D4 plus. Well, I get to flip a coin to see who gets the miraculous recovery, and then I get to roll a D4 plus one to see how much weak they're taking off of their turn. Correct. All right. So Ryan, would you like to flip a coin for me? I got heads on Danny Birch and tails on Humberto Carrillo. Sure, uh, I'll flip a coin for you. Flipping a coin, uh, it is landing on flipping, landing on tails. Tails is Humberto Carrillo, so he gets a little bit of a bump up on his recovery, and I rolled Humberto a three. A three is that three plus anything? Three plus one, so he gets four weeks off of his recovery. I believe Humberto the Korea was the uh, was last week's miraculous recovery as well. Yes, I think he only got like one week taken off or something like that. One or two weeks taken off. It was, it was something tiny. Weeks. Now it's four weeks, so now he goes from April eighteenth um, to March twenty first. Birch and Korea really working hard to get back in the ring. Yes, Humberto Carrillo felt that he was getting a push, so now he's re- working hard to get back in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, going all the way, save, shaving, shaving, yeah, shaving a full like six weeks off of, off his, of his return recovery. time. Yeah, in the past two weeks, just going, going ham on physical therapy. Now he, now he can easily be back in time for WrestleMania. Yeah, as well. Now I think WrestleMania this year was supposed to be like March twenty eighth, assuming it still happens. <laughs> or maybe April 4th. I don't remember which one. Um, it's usually April, but I feel like it was March this year. So now, either way, he is he is definitely back in time for WrestleMania. Yes. To make his, to make his de- re-debut at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay. Well, now, now that we've rolled the randomizer, let's head over to Friday night, shall we? Yes, let's. All right. Well, over on Friday night, Sasha Banks is opening up SmackDown. She comes to the ring, grabs a mic, and she says, I know I've been quiet since Survivor Series. That's because I lost to Shayna Baszler. I'm the only champion on SmackDown who lost their match, and that weighs heavily on me. However, that doesn't change the fact that I'm still the champion, and I still made my way to the top by fighting my way there. I'm still the most dominant woman in this division, and I'm not going to let anyone take that away from me, especially not an entitled brat like Charlotte. She has never had to earn anything in her entire life. She got where she is by being Ric Flair's daughter. She's handed title shots left and right, and if she wants to step up to the boss, then the queen is going to find out who's really sitting on the throne here on SmackDown. Charlotte's music hits, and she comes to the ring. Sasha, you can come at me all you want, but once you start saying I didn't earn anything I have in this company, that's where I draw the line. I worked just as hard as you did. Hell, we trained together in NXT. We fought together in NXT. We came up together. I've had to do as much scratching and clawing as you have to get where I am today, and you know that. You want to disrespect me, whatever. But never say I didn't work hard. When I take that title off you, you'll see just how hard I've been working. Charlotte walks away, and her and Sasha stare each other down. Wow. Sort of a a, a face turn from Sasha Banks here, in a way. With Charlotte Flair. I mean, Charlotte Flair just last week with that thrown in. This is a very face promo from both ends, almost. Like, there's no, like, there's not really much heel stuff happening in this promo here. Besides yeah. maybe Spanks calling Charlotte a brat, but otherwise they're both like, I worked hard. No, I worked hard. Yeah, I, I feel like it for me, it, all, it feels like a face because it is Flair dunking on Banks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, oh, what the, what the hell? Um, so, yeah, it, it, I, interesting promo. Interesting. I love where this is going. It really definitely feels like TLC is around the corner of Charlotte Flair, mm-hmm. you know, finally coming back. Um, Nice solid feud, Flair Banks, a classic. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. Is this the first time we've done it? A Flair versus Banks in uh, this show? I have no idea. <laughs> we've been doing this show for a while. While you look that up, I'm going to get into match number one. If you want to look it up, you don't have to. Obviously. I'll try to my best to look it up, but, but I really we'll get don't we'll get know. into match number one. We got Dominic Mysterio taking on Titus O'Neil, and Dominic Mysterio picks up the win. Hey, good job, Dominic. Yeah, just a nice win for Dominic Mysterio. Nothing nothing crazy here. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Just a solid win, you know, over mm-hmm. Titus. After, after that, we have a backstage interview for segment number one with Sami Zayn about The Fiend last week. Uh, they, they, ask him, they ask Sami if he's afraid. Sami says, afraid of that guy? No way. 
if Bray wants a shot at me, he could come tell me to my face instead of hiding in that stupid fun house of his. I am, I am the universal champion, and I think I garner more respect than that, especially since I'm going to be the best universal champion of all time. Sammy walks away, and then, which reveals behind him, Abby the Witch has been watching the entire interview in the background. Of course she has. Of course she has. So yeah, we get like uh, Sammy Zayn walks away, and then we kind of zoom into the background, and we see Abby the Witch like watching from like behind a random box of uh, stage stuff. Yeah, just a box of toilet paper. <laughs> After that, we have match number two. We have Naomi taking on Natalia. Uh, Naomi making her return to SmackDown here. Uh, and Naomi gets a big victory over Natalia. Ayo. However, after the match, Natalia shakes Naomi's hand but doesn't let go. Natalia pulls Naomi in for a slam and puts her in a sharpshooter and refuses to let go. The refs have to come and pull Natalia off Naomi. Oh, dang. Oh, had a little dang. bit of a heel turn from Natalia here. Yeah, and also, the, not only the return, this is the return of Naomi, but also heel turn Natalia. Yes. Really. Really, really going off. Jesus. Next up, we have a video package shown from shown from uh, after SmackDown went off the air last week. The uh, It shows the Usos laid out backstage amongst the aftermath of a backstage brawl, and then we see medics rush in and put them in an ambulance and drive off. So last week after uh, SmackDown went off the air, it looks like that somebody attacked the Usos. Hmm. Took them out. Interesting. A murder mystery. If only there was a detective. If only there was a detective. Nah, too bad. He's a referee now. <laughs> After that, we have match number three. We have Morrison and Andrade taking on Brizongo, and Morrison and Andrade pick up another victory. Yeah, baby. My babies. Morrison and Andrade. I, lo- yeah. I wish all the best for them. <laughs> I wish all the best for my babies. After after that match, we have a backstage interview with Fish and O'Reilly about possible challengers for the tag titles. O'Reilly starts. I mean, it really doesn't matter, right? We're the best tag team in the WWE, and we proved that at Survivor Series. Whoever challenges us just won't be ready, especially not the Usos after what we saw happen to them. Fish steps in and says, look, like my partner said, it doesn't matter who challenges us or when. We're going to be holding these titles for a long, long time, and that is undisputed. And the two walk off. Mm-hmm. Undisputed era laying down the law about who's in charge here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested. So th- there's a couple possible. I mean, Moore's and Andrade, the babies, my babies, your baby, obviously are our pick here. Um, you know, I, the Usos were an easy pick, but the fact that they've been attacked uh, after last week and they were not present this week definitely is sort of that sort of like, oh, um, huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the Usos. So looking more like Morris and Andrade. But they're also heels, so maybe, maybe not. Maybe New Day? That's always a solid pick. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Well, Ryan, that brings us to our main event match, where we have uh, Dave Mastiff taking on Finn Balor. And Mastiff, of course, has Rollins in his corner. Oh, my God, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Dave Mastiff, your baby. Yeah. Uh, during the match, Dave Massive is setting up for his finisher when AJ Styles runs to ringside and throws Rollins into the ring steps and starts to beat him down. Dave gets distracted by this, and uh, Finn uses his opportunity to hit the sling blade and coup de gras and win the match. Finn Balor takes out Dave Mastiff after a distraction from AJ Styles. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, okay. So during the match, Bal- Finn- during the match, AJ Styles runs out to ringside and attacks Rollins. This distracts Mastiff. Finn Balor uses the distraction to hit the coup de gras and win the match. Wow. Good on good on Balor, really. Yeah. And we're continuing the Styles Rollins sort of feud here. I like that. Yeah. I, we... I wanted to look I wanted to look up real quickly where Mastiff was. This is the UK. Mm-hmm. So I assume somewhere in the UK didn't say he's billed from he's billed from England. So we could have okay. a, you know a solid Irish versus England thing here. By the way, Mastiff is thirty six years old. Damn. Uh, that that is the age that people talk about being in the prime of your wrestling career. So mm. I am glad that we got Dave Mastiff on the main roster. Me too. Let's get him in there before he he's gone. Well, after that main event match, we actually have a seg- we have a segment to close out the show. We have Sheamus in the locker room packing up to head home for the night. He grabs his bag and heads for the exit when suddenly he's jumped by Kevin Owens. 
Owens throws him around the backstage area. The two fight towards the parking lot. They come across Sheamus's car, and Owens opens up the door, and he put and he puts Sheamus's arm is puts Sheamus's arm in the door. Holy shit! He starts beating down Sheamus while he's caught in the door, and then he backs up and does a cannonball into the car door, crushing Sheamus's arm. Oh my god! And Owens leans into Sheamus and he says, "Still think I can't get it done, Mister IC Champ." Owens walks away as medics rush to tend to Sheamus, and SmackDown comes to a close. Wow. Wowie, yow, yowie, wowie. Am I right? Am I right, <laughs> Bray Wyatt? Yowie, wowie. Yowie, wowie, indeed. Holy crap. That is a lot. That is a lot. Oh my god. Uh, I thought this was a solid SmackDown. I thought this was a real solid SmackDown. I love my babies getting more wins here. Uh, interesting stuff happening for the tag division here. You know, so, some solid matches with Dominic Mysterio, Natalia heel turn, Naomi reveal. Uh, you love, I love my boy Mastiff. The icy title, holy crap! Kevin Owens going after Sheamus for real. Yeah. Um, I like to assume. I don't know. I know you didn't specify the arm, but I like to assume it's the arm he uses for that like clubbing blow when his, yeah. his opponent is trapped on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I the, like to imagine that. What is it? The 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 beats of bottom or something like that? Something like that. Um, I thought it was solid. Uh, and I love the opening. We got you know. So it really looks like TLC is gonna be Banks, Flair, Undisputed Era versus somebody, Ace Styles versus Rollins, Sheamus versus Owens, and I don't know if I. I guess that might be it. I don't know, but I'm very much interested. In and, possi- seeing... and possibly and uh, possibly Fiend versus Sami Zayn. Possibly Fiend for Sami Zayn. How many matches do you have for SmackDown? Do you only have four? Uh, I only have four this week. Oh, interesting. Because I, well, I had I had a lot of I had a lot of segments, so I only did four this week. No, 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 no I'm big... saying at, T- at TLC. I oh, at TLC, I'm not sure. Looks like I only have a few. Yeah. Yeah, you have. I have one. I have the only pre-show match. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you have like four matches. So it's not like a lot, a lot, but also. Uh, bring. I think you got tons of matches to really size up there. You got some sizable matches. I I, I thought it was a solid SmackDown. I thought it was a real solid SmackDown, and I'm upset. Yeah, I will be furious if I lose. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Just I mean, like, I want to win. I want to win. I want to get this win. Um, I yeah, I thought it was a solid SmackDown. I don't think I have like any comments or concerns or questions, really. I mean, I guess I said all my con- concerns, but I don't think I have any questions. Why haven't you put Miss Dominic and Rey Mysterio in a tag team yet? Unless they're the ones taking out the Usos. <gasps> That's yes. crazy. That would be insane. I haven't used the father the father son tag team yet. No, yeah. Why haven't you used them yet? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I want. Like, I feel like it's not, I don't want that to be, like, a permanent thing. Like, I don't want it to be Dominic and Ray. I kind of want Dominic to be his own superstar, you know? Yeah. No, like, I, I don't that. want it to be, like, I don't want it to be what Charlotte Flair was accusing Charlotte Flair of, or Sasha Banks was accusing Charlotte Flair of. Uh, Nepotism? Of being the, of, like, getting everything handed to her because of her dad. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm trying to separate uh, Dominic from Ray a little bit. But, like, you know. A tag team match with the two of them definitely isn't out of the question, but I don't think I want like a permanent tag team with the two, you know. Understood, understood. Uh, well, let's see. I rolled the randomizer, okay. and guess what? The randomizer liked liked being nice so much that they did it twice. Miraculous recovery! Wow, we're getting a lot of those lately. <laughs> we are. I don't know. Our superstars gonna... are working hard to come back. Yes. Uh, I, I do have an injured list of a couple people, but Jinder Mahal is just sort of injured till whenever. And, you know, Becky Lynch is kind of just on the list. Not injured, you can't really but speed on the up, list. You, you can't really speed up pregnancy. Uh, and also, that'd be dangerous. But I do have Chad Gable, who was injured for 20 weeks. So, obviously, he's going to be the one that uh, gets, gets to be healed. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm going to roll a D4 real quick to see how many... Weeks we can knock off of that 20-week injury. I rolled as a D4 plus one. I rolled a four, so that's five. A four? Looking good for Mr. Chatty Gabes. Chatty Gabes. Chatty Gabes over here. Um, Let's see. He is currently scheduled to return January 11th, 
So five weeks ahead of that is one, two, um, three, four, five. He is currently scheduled to return this Monday. Interesting. I can use him as early as next episode. That is, that is, that's huge. Not really, maybe it's huge. I can probably use something for him. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty big. That's pretty, pretty big. I can use Chad Gable here. You had somebody who was going to come back in January. Now they're coming back, like, what, next week? You yeah. Said? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Good on you, Chad Gabes. Maybe, you know, him and Hiromo are taking the same supplements. Did I say, did I say Hiromo? I mean, I'm bare dumb. <laughs> I guess maybe also Hiromo Ta- Takahashi. <laughs> the whole maybe. broken neck thing. Um. Well, there we go. They're sharing. Yeah, they're sharing. They're sharing. Um. Well, I'd love to see it. Maybe I, maybe I can incorporate him into the Daniel Bryan storyline a little bit. Seeing that, uh, you know, the, he was Daniel Bryan's mentor or mentee, the one that he was being taught by, mented. You're the one he was being mented Met- by. Mented. <laughs> There's mentors and mentees, but what's the act of menting? <laughs> isn't that isn't that making coins? That's minting. <laughs> you can't we change out the vowels so there's manting there's minting, menting there's manting there's menting Whatever. there's minting manting, monting. there's monting and there's munting you don't want to be munted <laughs> i can promise you that much oh my god well that's it folks that is it for this week's episode of hit the books uh we will see all of you and chad gable next week uh and chad gable now <laughs> but uh mikey anything to plug to close out this show uh I mean, you could go check out Independent Waters, our show, me and Zach Batista show every Wednesday, where we take a deep dive into the independent wrestling scene and pull out some gems for you to enjoy. We give little quick reviews on those, so if you want to go check that out and find some cool independent wrestling to check out, go watch that show. Go listen to that show every Wednesday uh, here on the Countout Network. Yes, yes, yes. And hopefully, I can't, that's the problem, is I can't speak to it, but hopefully I will have the next installment of G1 and Only this Monday on the goddamn network. Uh, I better have it. So, Mikey, so here's my here's my thing. I talked about this last week. I talked about this last time. I talked about it all the time. Have you still not gotten your DVDs? No, I haven't. At the time of recording, on Thursday morning, I have not received my goddamn DVDs uh, that have all these matches that I need to watch off of them. So if, if I do get, like, the DVDs in time... I will do my best to try to get an episode out by Monday. I can't like promise that because I got to watch the matches and put the show together and do all that stuff. But I would definitely try my best all weekend. But I'm looking it up. I purchased these DVDs November 8th. It's is, been almost a month. Yeah, so at the time of the recording, it is December 3rd. It was I got I looked at the UPS uh, or USPS uh, Postal Service sort of uh, tracking number, and it said it was been delivered last night. And I look, and I didn't get anything. And I looked. It's been delivered last night. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Because I looked at it again this morning, and it says, uh, "In transit, November, December second, arriving late." So my guess is that it was really. My guess is that it was on the truck, but because it was arriving, it was it, the truck's route was so long or whatever that it just didn't get off the truck. So hopefully, I'll get it today know. at December third. Who knows? I hope so. Bro. I really hope so. Uh, oh boy, because I need to get. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad that I haven't put out an episode in a, a month, practically. I think it hasn't hasn't been a month. But hopefully, folks, I should have that out this Monday or Tuesday, or if not at all, then not at all. And I'll let you know. <laughs> and if and you can blame the USPS or you can blame the god dang uh, DVD provider that I had. Which I have not said. I, I'm going to go ahead and blame the, the DVD provider because the USPS has put up with enough shit this year. I agreed. Agreed. Uh, I can't. You can't blame them, I guess. I mean, I can blame them, but I'm not going to. I choose not to. Uh, but yes, so that is that. Again, follow us on Twitter at CountOutPod. There you can vote on whose poll, who, not whose poll, whose show was better. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? You can vote on which one you thought was better. On our, it's going to be a pinned tweet at the top of our Twitter page, at CountoutPod. Uh, Mikey already did a bunch of plugs already, so uh, I don't know if there's more for me to do. But, you know, subscribe to the show while you're at it. If you like what we're doing, if you want to listen to the full Countout Network profile, there's that. Or you want to listen to Jess Hit the Books or any of our other shows, you can do that as well. 
but subscribe to any or all of them. We would greatly appreciate it. And leave a review, you know, not just on Hit the Books, but, you know, leave it on the Countout Network, wherever you listen to it. We'd appreciate a review of what you think about the show. Um, obviously, five stars. Well, you know what? And you know what they say about subscribing? Go over to YouTube, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment down below if you like wrestling too. I wish the audience can hear my face palm. <laughs> it's like it's it feels like my face palm is screaming. <laughs> go go subscribe to our YouTube channel over at Countout Podcast, uh, where we have all manner of things. We have video versions of all the podcasts, and we have some uh, we have some 2k outcomes which we finally got another one of we got to do some commentary yeah we have our vlog from we went to the collective a couple months ago that's super fun go check that out really good vlog too Um, really good vlog thank you uh (laughs) go check that out you'll love it uh and we have a bunch of other content over there uh that i think you'll also enjoy so go subscribe there there it is there it is uh thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of hit the books we will be back all all time next week <laughs> all time next week uh for hit the books next to episode i'm i'm, I'm really falling apart in this closing on statement our, on our way till t on our way to tlc on our way to tlc we'll and we'll give you some tender love and care if you come back next week <laughs> thank you everybody uh with that we've got two words for you book it This has been a Count Out Podcast.